that I walk with God and that I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that I um, am holding onto nothing so tight that he can't disrupt it and um, pry, my, pry me away from it. Hey, this is Jim Palmer, your dream business coach and author of Decide, the Ultimate Success Trigger, and you are listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor. This is On Faith's Edge, where engaging, enlightening, and entertaining content brings us closer to living an authentic faith. We'll talk faith and life with people in business and entertainment as we work out the space where God and life collide on Faith's Edge. And now your host, Joe Taylor. Mr. 75 million download himself, Brian Harden, is a special, special guy. He uh, he just absolutely exudes humility and servanthood. 1 Peter 5, 6. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is... Joe Taylor, Recovering Atheist and Your Servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business and entertainment from all walks of life and levels of success. They all have one thing in common. Like Brian Harden, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, we spoke with a good friend of the show. We welcome back entrepreneur, business coach, Jim Palmer. Uh, Jim is a no-nonsense, down-to-earth, straightforward business coach. He's a sought-after speaker, and his sold-out workshops have been real game-changers for thousands of successful business people worldwide. Uh, Jim's most recent book, Decide, The Ultimate Success Trigger, is touted as his best work yet. You can hear my conversation with Jim at onfaithsedge.com slash 41. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 41. I guess... Right now is as good a time as any to uh, announce the winners of a signed copy of Jim uh, Jim's book, Decide. Congrats to Emery Cook and John Richard Hale. I think it's Richard John Richard Hale, H-A-I-L-E, either Hale or Haley, so I'll just call it Hale. Uh, John Richard Hale and Emery Cook are the winners of uh, Jim's signed copy of Decide, the ultimate success trigger. I'll be in touch with you guys uh, to get your shipping information. Uh, in the meantime, if you don't hear from me or if I have a hard time getting a hold of you, uh, shoot me an email at joe at onfaithsedge.com. Again, congrats to Emery Cook and John Richard Hale. Uh, on today's show, I welcome Brian Harden, host of the Daily Audio Bible at dailyaudiobible.com. This thing's been downloaded over 75 million, M, million, 75 million times. Uh, Brian has just released a new film called Promised Land. Uh, he's a Christian music producer, uh, artist in his own right. Uh, Brian has earned hundreds of album credits and a healthy collection of Grammy and Dove Award nominations. In this new project, Promised Land, he offers a visually stunning look at the Holy Land, and it promises to stir your faith. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here. 
You may be best known for for founding the Daily Audio Bible, Brian, at dailyaudiobible.com. Now, this is a revolutionary scripture podcast. Uh, The um, most amazing thing about this, it's been downloaded over 55 million times. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about 20 million low now. Wow. Um, wow. We've just reached our 75 million mark, and nobody is more surprised about that than me. Congratulations. Going strong since, what, 2006, 2005? Yeah, we began January 1st, 2006, and then have broadcast seven days a week um, since since that day. The, the quick premise so into our 10th year outstanding the quick premise about uh to audio daily audio bible.com is you have a series of scriptures that you offer up uh, on an on an everyday basis and uh through 365 days they uh, the listener would have gone through the entire bible is that right that's right through the entire bible in a year in community amazing amazing and that can be found of course at daily audio bible dot com it's been uh, downloaded 75 million times now phenomenal phenomenal <laughs> what a blessing what a blessing well that's uh that's daily audio bible we are here to talk about promised land yes describe the film for me for us what can what can people expect when they see it well the thing about promised land is that the bible happened somewhere and a lot of times when we're reading scripture, we're sort of seeing that unfold in our mind's eye. And so we have an imagination about how these things might have looked or what that might have been like, just like reading a novel or something. When in the case of the Bible, these things actually happen somewhere. So it's it's not mythic. It's actually rooted in a geography. And in specific locations. And, you know, I had never been to any of these places and I didn't really care to go to, to be honest. It just wasn't on my bucket list to visit Israel or any of the lands of the Bible. I I actually had a little bit of an antagonistic view towards it uh, because I I thought it would be very touristy or kind of gimmicky to go Mm -hmm. to a place like that. And uh, so, you know, I thought, after all of the years that I've been reading the Bible, going there might actually work against my faith uh, because I'll, I'll be like, you know, getting on the Jesus ride or something. But <laughs> I finally got the uh, opportunity to 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 go and coming to decided, Disney World. You know, yeah, you know, it's kind of <laughs> that's not fair, but that's sort of what I thought. You know, it's going to be streets and streets of Jesus trinkets and stuff and um, and I just kind of, I, I'm not into that sort of thing anyway. So I didn't really care to go, but I finally did. And it was a revolutionary thing for me. I, um, in, in some really, really, um, challenging ways, but the thing that really captured my attention while there the very first time was how lush and how beautiful the place is. Because I'd seen lots of, you know, static uh, two-dimensional photographs, you know, or, or, or any of the things that you get in Sunday school or any of the things that you can Google. But what you're looking at a lot of times is a pile of old rocks. 
And right. you think, well, you know, that something important happened there, and, and it even made the Bible. It was that important. But I don't really have any context for it. But when the Bible calls the promised land the land of milk and honey, that's really a, a pretty true representation. And so I was just really spellbound by the diversity in such a small geographical area and the beauty, especially of the Galilee, the place where Jesus did his ministry. It's just uh, breathtaking. And I, I just began to think, wow, nobody really, if you haven't been here, you don't get this. You just get these pictures and you just don't understand. And so we started a project that took us three years, three different seasons of filming there to try to poetically capture the land for the sake of its beauty and to root it to the places in scripture where things happened. So it's not really, uh, you know, it's not a dramatization. It's not a, a blockbuster epic. It's not a documentary even for that matter. Promised Land is, is essentially a, a series of, of 39 short films that delves into a specific location and look at it, like I said, poetically, how can we capture it so that when you've watched, you know, that four minute film, you feel like you've got a 360 degree view of the area and you've not only seen what happened there, but you've kind of got a context for where it sits geographically. And uh, so by the time you've finished watching promised land, you've, You've not only gone on a, a biblical tour, um, but you have a pretty good understanding of the place God chose to inspire the scriptures. Wow. You know, the, the, the Christian community and Christian media is, there is no shortage of Holy Land type of films. What, uh, right. what makes Promised Land different from other Holy Land films, Brian? Yeah, I mean, there is, and I've seen a lot of them, and, and as well done as they are, they are, you know, either specific to a topic, so in an, like an investigative report on something, you know, the lost secrets of this or that, and so you're kind of following somebody through a maze of trying to figure something out, or, or, or something of that nature, whereas Promised Land really isn't me being a talking head in front of a microphone leading somebody somewhere. It's 100% focused on the land, and it's 100% focused on rooting the uh, the scripture stories to the place that they happened. So it's it's quite unique in that regard. It's like you know, the, the, the promised land or the holy land or Israel, you know, has been filmed to pieces. But mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything else quite like the film that we've shot. In, uh, and I know for sure some of the places that we shot, even bringing in aerial photography, has never been done. So it's definitely a take on the land of the Bible from views that have never been seen, been seen before. You know, you bring up an interesting, an interesting point about this film, Brian, the images are absolutely stunning. How did, how did you get such interesting angles and vivid scenes? Well, you know, I think, uh, I watched planet earth a few years ago <laughs> and was spellbound by the, uh, you know, that series that the BBC did, and it just um, was riveting. And 
so we kind of set out to to kind of come from that angle the more poetic the more you know beauty for the sake of beauty and um, kind of allow that to speak for itself i think that when i started the daily audio bible the premise was can god speak for himself you know if, if we just bring the scriptures and then react to them can god speak for himself and uh, that's kind of what we we did with promised land allowed the land to speak for itself the images uh, are just are, are really just just stunning um, any 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 special equipment that you used any special kind of techniques that you used because I, I I'm I'm serious I don't think I've seen this kind of imagery in 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 a documentary like this yeah I wouldn't say that it's um so much in the gear I would say it's more in the framing and more in the intent my background before I was in ministry was that I spent 24 years here in Nashville uh, as a record producer. So kind of understanding how to lead a creative team and, uh, you know, how to, how to pull out a piece of art and make it something that's accessible is something that I've been doing my whole life. And so when we went into pre-meetings and all of the time that we filmed there, it was really about framing how do we capture beauty as opposed to how do we document um, a location. And uh, having multiple cameras running with that intention, you know, like with one cameraman focused on more wide shots and one person uh, focusing more on intimate details and one person really trying to capture things from the air, et cetera, et cetera. We just were able to kind of do that. Uh, look at the thing poetically and be able to kind of show intimate details while also capturing uh, the panorama of of where something sits. For example, Jesus' hometown was Capernaum. And we all know that that sat on the Sea of Galilee. But for the most part, that's just in our mind's eye when it's actually quite striking. And um, so being able to kind of show, yeah, that really is on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And yes, the Sea of Galilee is absolutely spellbinding. And yes, there are ancient hills all around there. And it's absolutely gorgeous and covered in flowers. And this is the stuff Jesus saw. And he helps root us to the places that Jesus was, connects us to his stories. I mean, it's amazing to look out over the hills and say, and think to yourself, you know, these haven't changed that much. You know, there are no high-rise condos here. I'm looking at what Jesus saw. Wow. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Three years of filming, Brian. Three years of, three yeah, years we, of filming. <laughs> we did. We shot for three years, and um, at the end of that, had about 60 hours of uh, high-definition footage to go through to kind of, you know, consolidate down into two of the best hours and um, try to tell tell the story. It was a painstaking and um, a bit overwhelming project, mm. but it's something now that, you know, I can, I can look at and be proud of. Earlier, earlier you said that uh, it was a, it was a really a revolutionary thing for you. How are you, how are you personally changed by making this film, Brian? Well, the actual film making 
process was just a, a big learning curve. But it's just, you know, being in the land and having been impacted by it to go back through and then, you know, live in that footage for for months and months um, really certainly helped my my biblical geography and uh, biblical history. But it just reminded me of so many of the experiences that I had there. I mean, certainly it is like going to summer camp, right? It's a spiritual high Mm -hmm. for sure. But for me, um, it was also very challenging in some really profound ways. Like we were talking about Capernaum just a second ago. And I remember the first time I was in Capernaum and just kind of walking around and processing. This is Jesus' hometown. So this Jesus that I've fallen in love with ate dinner here. You know, he laughed here. He he rolled out a mat and slept here. This is profound, but then it really struck me that, you know, it's a it's a ruin. Nobody is there anymore. It's an archaeological site and if Jesus couldn't keep his own hometown alive. I'm not sure how I'm going to do any better. And then I began to realize just how much the people of the Galilee missed what they had. They had, you know, God in in human form among them, and and they missed it. And it just really challenged me how often I am missing an encounter with the risen Christ on a daily basis. And so, yeah, there's plenty of spiritual high material uh, by making a trip to the, the Holy Land. But um, if you're looking deeper, it, it is profoundly um, disruptive in very positive ways. We as Americans and as Westerners you know, sort of have the mindset that we have the best society that ever was. And, you know, we've got most things figured out when the reality is, we have barely, barely begun to scratch the surface at the profound depth of the Father's love for us. And I think that Israel um, maybe locked that into place for me more than any other thing I've ever done. You know, Promised Land has received some great reviews, uh, Brian. In fact, Tom Doyle, author of the bestseller Dreams and Visions, uh, Thomas Nelson bestseller who himself has led over 70 trips to Israel said that he was overwhelmed to see the quality of this film. And it, and it really made him feel like it was the first time that he had journeyed. It felt like it was the first time he had journeyed to Israel. Well, why do you want people to see this film? I want people to see this film, especially people that uh, would consider themselves believers because of you know some of the things that we've been saying earlier, I think it's important to understand that this isn't a myth. When you read the scriptures, you're not reading of a mythical time that never really happened, that are really wonderful stories. God shows a place and a time, and things happened in that place and time. And that that space, that geography still exists today as a living testament to the fact that God came to earth to rescue us. And that's both Old and New Testament, but it's situated in such a um, compact 
area that it's accessible. And I just really feel like rooting yourself in the soil as you root yourself in the scriptures gives you a, a, some sort of foundation and a sense of identity, because I believe that the scriptures are our story and our spiritual heritage, and they tell us who we are. And so it's almost like visiting your homeland. Well, the the film is called Promised Land, and uh, where is it available, Brian? Promised Land is available at dailyaudiobible.com. There's a banner for it on the homepage, and uh, we have kind of pushed back um, the distribution opportunities that have come our way for Promised Land in favor of just kind of keeping it in-house for this first few months of its release. Cool. Um, And uh, yeah, you can get it on Blu-ray and high definition or on standard DVD, and we'll send you the soundtrack to the film, which is original as well for free with uh, with the purchase of the film outstanding outstanding brian th- this show is about this show is about faith and specifically we'd like to talk about your faith if you don't mind sure how did you come to belief in jesus christ well my father is uh was a pastor so i grew up uh in church before he was a pastor he was an evangelist so my earliest years were spent traveling around the country, living in a trailer <laughs> that we pulled and uh, living behind churches where he would do revival meetings. So there was never a time in my life anything Jesus loved me. Um, there was a lot of my life that I felt like his dad was mad at me. And so I kind of grew up with uh, <laughs> the feeling that God was angry and I was blowing it and um, you know, kind of kind of grew up that way. But there was never a time that I didn't really believe the, in, in Jesus and in his message and in uh, the fact that he came to rescue me from sin and uh, offer eternal life. But as I grew up, you know, my passions changed and I fell in love with music and uh, decided that one way or the other, I was going to try to find my way to, to Nashville and uh, get involved in the Christian music business. And that's what I did and um, was fortunate enough to be you know, one of the, the people that was able to make a living in that business and was able to make mm-hmm. records for, for over two decades. And during that phase of my life, especially the last 10 years, I would have to say that I lived almost a, an agnostic life. I would have never said I'm an agnostic, but functionally, that's how I I was living. I I just succeeded, really didn't need to live by faith, and I was just too busy to care. It's an unbelievably competitive uh, field to be in any time you step into any field, uh, any part, any segment of the entertainment business. It's an unbelievably competitive thing when, you know, you have a spot and there are 10 people that want that spot. You've got to just stay on your game. And so I, you know, really spent about 10 years with my head down, just kind of churning out um, music. So I lived a very, very creative life, but it really did get to the point where I felt like there's got to be more. I've achieved everything I've set out to do. I've I've done it and I'm still a very young man and there's got to be more to life than this. 
And that really sent me on my own personal spiritual journey. And, you know, my first stop on that spiritual journey kind of became my last. And that was to, you know, one of the, one of the six or seven dusty copies of the Bible I had laying around the house. And I just never read the Bible in context. I knew plenty of the scriptures from Sunday school and from being a pastor's son, but I never read the Bible in context. And I decided one day I'm, I'm going to read this thing cover to cover and I'm not going to have any bias and I'm not going to have any agenda. And if God can speak for himself, then then this is that one shot. And he did. He really began to speak. And it began the love affair with the Bible that has mm-hmm. become the daily audio Bible. And I've been doing that now into my 10th year. So I retired from the music industry in 2008. And I had to finish all my contracts about 2009. I was in full-time ministry and began to um, transition into being an author and a speaker and have had the um, privilege to travel all over the world and and share the message of the Daily Audio Bible and and of God's profound, profound passion for His people. So you had had a moment in your life where you you considered yourself an agnostic. I would say that I just didn't know anymore. It's a very popular thing to say you're a truth seeker. Right. You know, I just, (laughs) I just want the truth. You know, that's what I, and, and, um, that I was kind of living that way. And I just realized that it was spiritual starvation that I was experiencing and the angst that that brings. And in just kind of rationalizing through those feelings, I realized, you know, I can flush the idea of the Christian faith down the toilet and seek something else, but I've never given it fair play in my life. And this is my heritage. And so I'm going to go all in. And that's really what I told the Lord. I'm all in, like all chips on the table, everything that I am in exchange for everything that you are. And if, you know, this is uh, just a load of crap, then then I'll find that out. But I've never really needed or been willing to put my whole heart into this this faith and and I did, and I and I did go all in. I mean, it was it was all chips on the table, and it, you know, it it changed everything. I I look back a decade, uh, you know, twelve, thirteen years ago before this, and I don't really recognize that life anymore. I I've been so profoundly impacted and so profoundly changed, and that's really what Jesus says is going to happen. And that's what the scriptures tell us, that process of sanctification of day by day, moment by moment, becoming more and more set apart and holy to God. And so I'm not there, but I'm 10 years into it. And it's a, it's a different life that I live now. Wow. Wow, Brian. Hey, let's, let's do a round of instant insight into Brian Harden. Uh, <laughs> Brian, this is where I'm going to ask you quick questions and, you simply respond with answers that'll make us feel like your best friend when we're done. Fair enough? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think so. What single person, and Brian, 
you're not allowed to say Jesus had the biggest okay. had the biggest impact in your life? Oh, my father. Without question, my father was the most ethical, upright, patient, and loving man that I've ever known. And the the sad part uh, of even thinking about my dad in a moment like this is that, you know, when he died, I I wasn't the man that I am now. Mm. And he never saw me move into ministry and and what has become of me. What he knew when he died was a very driven, um, very self-absorbed um, person that was just... Um, absolutely committed to surviving the entertainment business uh, one way or the other. But my, my still have my mom and she constantly is telling me how proud he, he would be. And I do believe he knows, Yeah. but I sure wish I, I sure wish I had him, but without a doubt, my dad. So when you see your dad again, and we know you will, what will your dad say to you? Oh, I think he'll say, well done, son. I'm Very proud of you. Very cool. Very cool. The most exciting thing I ever did was. Oh man. The most exciting thing I ever did was marry my wife and, uh, embark on the crazy process of becoming one with her and having a family together with her and uh, enjoying life with her. God is. God is love and God is exactly what he says. God is who he is. And uh, we're in the process of figuring that out on a day by day basis. But I think God is in every sense of the word relational and passionate to be with us. It would take blank for me to shave my soul patch. Uh, probably more gray hair (laughs) at at four winds mission you will find oh at four Four winds mission you'll find a, a lovely community of people that um were were largely burnt at one point or another and kind of fed up with the status quo and have decided to do life together and center it around the rhythms of ancient church history and um, and the rhythms of life as you know from an ancient perspective in a future world. You're the pastor there, is that correct? I was the founding pastor. Oh there. wow, cool. So my wife and I planted that church. I released that to another pastor, a really, really good friend of mine who's an ordained minister, and he has been the senior pastor there for a year to allow me the the time to do the travel that I need to do to, to keep up with the daily audio Bible demands. I planted Four Winds Mission. My wife and I had built it with a number of friends with the basic premise, can, you know, can community really exist? Can biblical community really exist? Can people who have been so burnt out find a way to have their hearts come back alive and um, and give their heart again to something greater? And uh, I would say we found out that absolutely it can. And absolutely, if community has become the center of, of what you're trying to do, it can, it can work. It requires a lot of vigilance, and it requires that everybody believe that their hearts are good toward each other. 
but it has been a a beautiful uh, five years since the Four Winds mission began. Wow. What single Bible passage has the most meaning to you? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due season, he will lift you up. That is probably my guiding scripture, and the other one from the book of Psalms is, unless the Lord builds the house, basically all of your effort is in vain. Mm. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, Brian, here you are, an accomplished Grammy and Dove Award nomination receiver, author, yep. pastor, filmmaker, business person, dad, husband. Yeah, yeah. Having said all that, what does success mean to Brian Harden today? Oh, that's a totally different answer than I than I would have had uh, a decade ago. Success to me at this point is that I walk with God and that I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that I um, am holding onto nothing so tight that he can't disrupt it and um, pry, my, pry me away from it. I've really come to a place in my life, and it sounds maybe overly spiritual, or it's going to sound like I've got this figured out when I don't, but I really want to be ruined for nothing less than all that God offers us. And I believe that I'm in the process of that. So I don't want to like over-spiritualize like I'm some, some sort of super giant. It's a vigilant effort every day. Every day that I get up and put my pants on, it's a vigilant effort. That, that has become the pursuit of my life. Mm. I look at Christ. I fall in love with him every time I read the Gospels. And I think, man, he, he wants a relationship with me. How can I possibly turn that down? Wow. What a perspective, man. The, the, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things we see, if, if, if you're a believer, and if you're a believer, you're saying that you believe that, the creator of the universe and all things that we see wants to have a relationship with you, a personal relationship with you. How can you say no? That's, that's important. Yeah. 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 And finally, Brian, as we wrap up, what would you say to that person that is right on faith's edge, making that choice to believe or not to believe in God? Man, I would say, look, um, how has it been for you? You know, how has life been working out? with you attempting to arrange for life and order your own destiny. It's just a matter of simple reflection. And the answer is typically it's not working. And um, you wouldn't be on faith's edge for any other reason. And you, you, you are at a very fortunate place in your life right now, the best possible place because you're on the precipice and it's just going to take a leap of faith. And I know for me, when I took the leap of faith that we talked about earlier, I told God, I am going to jump. And if you don't catch me, I am going to splatter. Um, but I'm going to believe in the face of all doubt. And I'm going to believe in the face of all fear. 
that you actually do care and that you actually are here. And it's been me that's been pushing you away and not the other way around. And so I'm jumping off this cliff and um, I hope that we fly. And that's been my story. Uh, It's been that way ever since. I mean, finding Christ, coming to Christ, or however you'd like to describe it, isn't, you know, some sort of mystical mantra that that irons out all the wrinkles in everyone's life around you and makes you shiny and clean. The world is a broken place, but Jesus redeems everything he's allowed to touch, and that would include the person that you're talking about. I don't think we can say anything more than that, Brian. I certainly appreciate you being with us today. The film is called Promised Land, and your story is unbelievable, man. Incredible. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. God bless you, brother. Thank you. You can buy Promised Land at dailyaudiobible.com. That's dailyo, dailyo. <laughs> dailyaudiobible.com. And uh, hey, check out the trailer at onfaithsedge.com slash 42. You'll love this. It's just absolutely visually stunning. It's just unbelievable. Brian's website is www.brianharden.com. Uh, that's www.brianharden.com. I don't need to say www.brianharden.com. Uh, his, his Facebook and Twitter links, of course, can be found in this episode's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 42. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 42. There you can also see the, uh, the trailer for Promised Land. I would love to hear your feedback on, on today's show. Uh, and if you see Promised Man, Promised Land, let me know what you think. I, I really, really find it, found it to be uh, a great, great production. Uh, again, you can you can pick up Prom- Promised Land. You can buy Promised Land at dailyaudiobible.com. Uh, next episode, I speak with a couple really impressive young men uh, from the new Christian rock group Above the Fall. These are really, really impressive young men. Uh, also, Striper's Michael Sweet joins us. He comes back to the show to talk about a surprising new project. I think you'll... Uh, those uh, those of us who are fans of uh, 80s rock and 80s heavy metal and big hair metal from the 80s are really, really going to be uh, uh, be excited about this about this new project. Uh, and as usual, Michael is not at a loss for words. Wait until you hear what he has he has to say uh, about the recent happening at the Grammys. Uh, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you again to Brian Harden for joining us, and of course, thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you being here. You mean a lot to me. You mean a lot to the show. I really love you guys. Remember, God is real and eternity is now. Let's go out and live like it. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you.